Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Disney Dining Show. I'm Craig Williams, and I'll be taking you on a culinary journey around Walt Disney World. Before we get started, I need to remind you this is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. If you like our content and you want to support us, please consider booking your next vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. It costs you no extra money, and you get the help of an awesome Dreams Unlimited Travel agent. So, Head over to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com today for a free, no-obligation quote. This is a big week for the Disney Dining Show because at the very end of this episode, you will get to hear the return of the Disney Dining Show. At least, I think I think we are. I, I believe that is the case. I know we had a, uh, I think it was DVC show a few weeks back, a month ago or so, that you know, was supposed to be a DVC show, but then just kind of ended up being a dining show. And so you you got to hear that one way back when. But this is an actual Disney dining show from what I've been told. So uh, that is something to look forward to at the end of it. But of course, we do have to have some awesome reviews for you as well. And it was a big week in the parks. Uh, We had the return of Christmas magic at the Magic Kingdom with Disney very merriest after hours. So, of course, we have a fantastic review from that. But we're actually going to kick things off this episode with a review from yours truly. And this is a review that was a request from one of the awesome people out there who watches our Disney dining reviews on YouTube. And uh, the specific request was for the spoon for one more New England clam chowder from Columbia Harbor House. But I threw another item in there. Because why not? If I'm if I'm going out to eat, I want more than just a bowl of clam chowder. I want more. So that's exactly what I did. So we're going to go ahead and get things kicked off with that review. Now, why am I at Magic Kingdom for more food today? Am I not tired of all of the options that are here? No, I am not. And actually, the reason I am here today is because I was asked if I could come over and try a specific menu item at Columbia Harbor House. And I am going to fulfill that request today because that's what I do. If you tell me where to go, I will go there and I will try what you want me to have. You know, a lot of quick service, that is. With table service, it has to be a specific menu item. And I've got a couple of those on my list, too. But today... Columbia Harbor House. I'm not going to tell you what the item is yet. I'll explain that when I'm sitting down, but I'm feeling crazy. So I'm not just having one thing at Columbia Harbor House today. I'm having two. That's right. I'm so excited. I'm stumbling over my words. So my mobile order has been placed. I'm going to go ahead and definitely let them know I'm here. So hopefully I can get my food quickly because I'm hungry. And then we will get to all of those good eats. I have my food in front of me, so now it's time for me to tell you what I actually ordered. So, two things. The first thing that I got, it's my uh, appetizer of sorts, is the soup. It's the Spoon for One More. It is $7.49, and it is New England clam chowder served in a sourdough bowl. And 
It is one of the 50th anniversary menu items, so that's even better. And then also another one of the 50th anniversary menu items that I did get uh, a little bit on the lighter side. It's the Hail to the Chief Salad, and this is $11.99. It has mixed greens, apples, cheddar cheese, apple vinaigrette, and then topped with, uh, topped with dried cranberries as well as chicken strips. So I think I need to get started on my appetizer first, that New England clam chowder. And to be quite honest, I'm not typically a fan of any clam chowders, but this is the specific menu item that was requested that I, I order. So that's why I'm having it. And maybe I'll be pleasantly surprised, really enjoy it. I'm touching the, the sourdough bowl right now and it's really soft. So uh, at least, at the very least, I'm gonna have a very nice piece of bread to eat with my soup and salad. So first bite. I am actually pretty impressed with the clam chowder. It has obviously like a very heavy seafood smell to it. it it's radiating with that, that clam smell. And I was thinking that that wasn't going to be a good thing but ultimately it's uh, pretty well balanced it's it's creamy it's seasoned uh, very well you know it's just the it's not overly salty it's just that right balance i'm definitely noticing that uh there's some probably not fresh herbs in there but uh it's it's got a little bit of an earthy flavor to it and then also throw on like the nice vegetables in there some carrots potatoes it's a good good chowder Moving on to the Hail to the Chief salad. Again, this is $11.99. Mixed greens, apples, dried cranberries, cheddar cheese, chicken strips, apple vinaigrette. And I usually love salads that have any sort of vinaigrette with apples and cranberries. It makes me feel like it's a, it's a good meal to have like in the fall time in autumn. And uh, yeah, so the only thing that looks disappointing about this on the, you know, on the onset before I start eating it is it looks like these are the, uh, like the kids menu, little chicken tenders on there. So like little hand breaded nuggets better than, you know, throwing McDonald's nuggets on there or anything. But I don't know. I kind of wish it would have like a piece of grilled chicken on it instead. Something maybe a little bit more healthy to go with a healthy salad, but let's, uh, start with the actual salad itself before I have the chicken tenders with it. The mixed greens are really fresh, uh, crisp, and I am in love with the apple vinaigrette on this mixed with the apples, the cranberries. It is this sweet and savory dance that's happening in my mouth. Very, very pleasant. I like it a lot. There's also a lot of onions on here, and I didn't realize that, but uh, not, not a problem. I love onions, but it took me by surprise here. So now for a piece with, I guess I'm gonna go in on the whole little chicken tender nugget thing here. So here we go. It's not bad. I do wish that it was grilled chicken instead of the deep fried chicken tenders, just like I said before I took the bite, but uh, it, still, it still works out really well. I don't even think I need the chicken with this salad. I'd be happy just having it with all the other toppings, the apples, the onions, the cranberries. It would be fine on its own like that. But uh, I have a lot of salad to eat. I still have it. I have a little bit of soup to eat as well too. So I'm gonna go ahead, finish all the food in front of me, and then I'll let you know what I think afterwards. 
I am all wrapped up with my meal at Columbia Harbor House, and I'm actually, uh, I'm really happy with how it all turned out. I'm pleasantly surprised. It is one of the better meals I've had at Magic Kingdom as of recently, because I've had a lot of not great stuff, especially for like the 50th anniversary menus as well, too. So it's been more misses than hits, but this one, this one was very nice. Just to recap one more time, I had the New England clam chowder in the sourdough bread bowl being called spoon for one more and that was $7.49 and then I also had the hail to the chief salad that was $11.99 and was it was mixed greens with apples and cheddar cheese and onions dried cranberries apple vinaigrette and chicken strips and I, I thought the salad was nice and hearty you know it could have it could have been fine without the protein from the chicken on there, but I'm I'm happy that it was on there too. So at least then I I did feel even more full with it. Uh, I will say though, I, I am actually happy looking back at it. I made the comment about like oh the chicken strips, you know, it's like the little kids bite sized ones. Uh, then I, I I at first I was kind of like eh, you know, I wish they were they were bigger so that way it wasn't so much breading with it, but. Then, as I ate it, I was like, okay, this actually works out well. And then I looked at the picture of the menu later on and found out that, like, on that, it shows full-size strips. And then that would have just added another extra complication with having to cut all of the chicken and stuff. So I'm, I'm happy the way it was served. And I, the only other complaint I have with it, it, was, uh, it wasn't mixed well. I don't think they mixed it at all. They just kind of threw it in the bowl then threw all the toppings on top. And because the bowl is so small, it was very uh, it was very tough to actually mix it well. And so I feel like I had a lot of dry mixed greens at the start of it with very little dressing. And then it was like super dressing heavy at the end once I had room to actually mix it all around. So maybe if they would just like pre-mix it, that would be a lot better. But overall, it's still something I would get again, especially if I wanted a, a lighter option. For sure, I would get it again. And now on to that that clam chowder in the bread bowl. I uh, for the soup portion, I really liked it. You know, as I said, I'm not always huge about clam chowder. I thought this one was really nice, and I I, I felt like I had trouble in the moment actually describing it. And I probably sound ridiculous, but I, it just I was I was trying to figure it all out. But like I'm pretty sure the the herb that was in there that was giving. Uh, a lot of the flavor off, as I described, is earthy. I'm not quite sure why, but pretty sure that was a lot of thyme in there. I noticed little bits of thyme leaves in there. Like I said, it was salted really well without being overly salty. It was it was a nice chowder. It, it was really good and, and definitely added that extra hardiness with the potatoes in there specifically. So uh, no complaints on that. I, I wish they gave me even more. I would maybe shy away from the bread bowl because I feel like they were more focused on the bread than the soup because of that, but it, it was still good. Just maybe with the bread bowl, they need to dig a little deeper and add a little bit more room for the soup itself since that was that was pretty tasty. For the bread bowl, I had to go down a little bit of a, a research hole, if you will. Uh, I read the menu and it said sourdough. And I even said it was a sourdough bread bowl. And then I think as I was starting to eat the soup, I might have mentioned like, oh, how soft it is. And that kind of threw up a red flag in my mind that I didn't think about for a bit. And then it kind of like dawned on me, like sourdough bread bowls are known for being, you know, chewy on the outside and 
light and fluffy on the inside. And that's not what this was at all. It was, uh, the outside was extremely soft and the inside was, was flaky like a roll. And I'm, you know, I've had a lot of sourdough in my days, but this was not like any of the other ones. And so first I read about other people's experiences, saw, saw other photos of it and you know it looked like before it was a sourdough bread bowl that was kind of dyed in the, into the color that it is um however with mine i'm pretty sure this was just like a pumpernickel loaf and i'm not like a thousand percent on it i'm not a thousand percent sure on that i don't know what word i was looking for but whatever word i was it just completely fell out of my head but anyways, I went to the front counter and I asked, like, can you please confirm for me this is sourdough? And they said, yep, it absolutely is. But, I mean, if you've ever had, like, a spinach dip at a party that's in a pumpernickel loaf, this was the exact same thing. And so then the research kept going with it. I found out that, you know, pumpernickel is made with a sourdough starter and then rye, whereas the with sourdough, it's just the, you know, sourdough just two different breads but the similarity in that the pumpernickel has the the sourdough starter in it as well too so i'm not sure what's going on there but it i mean it tasted a thousand percent like pumpernickel it had that sweetness to it with that with that rye taste as well too uh so i i don't know what's actually going on with that but it worked it worked for what it is but I also like sourdough, so I would have loved to have a sourdough bread bowl, but I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll figure it out someday, but please, please tell me if I'm I'm, I'm crazy. I, I guess that's more for the people watching this, not listening to it. Uh, you, you'll be able to actually visually see, but please confirm if I'm, uh, that I'm not crazy in this and that that was not sourdough based on all appearances. Or if you've had it and said, yeah, that's also not sourdough, but I don't know. I'm going to stop worrying about this because I'm sure I'm just going to come out sounding ridiculous because of all of it. And that was my review. And I am happy that most of the people who were watching the review on YouTube agreed that based on the look of the bread bowl that I had, that it was not sourdough, that it was most likely pumpernickel. But then one person did try to argue that because it uses a sourdough starter, it technically still could be considered sourdough, even though I read on the internet that that's not the case. So I, I feel like one day I will get to the bottom of this entire debacle, or the menu item will be gone before I can really get around to even figuring it all out. I really don't care anymore, actually. The more I sit here and ramble about it, I'm going to move on from it, and we are going to move on to our next featured review, and this is the big review from Disney Very Merriest After Hours, and uh, it's uh, not the most exciting of reviews. I'm not trying to say that as an insult to Fiasco and the rest of the team who who put this together. It's just that there was not a lot of options for snacks at the the After Hours event as compared to uh, you know normal mickey's not so scary halloween party events and mickey's very merry christmas party it was very very subdued in terms of the snack options but i'm not going to ruin any of it for you instead we'll sit back and take a listen 
Hello, everybody. Fiasco here with Danny, Jackie, and Rhino at the very merry after hours party. And we're going to eat some sweets. Yes, we are. We're going to have some snacks tonight. Snacks are a very good thing. Yeah. So we skipped dinner, actually. <laughs> I didn't. Huh. <laughs> I did. I had burger fry right before I came here. Oh, oh you jerk. Now. I had a turkey sandwich. Delicious. I much jealous. rather would have yeah. had burger, burger fry. The quinoa burger there? Oh, Ooh. that is good. That is really good. I love their fries. But this is not about burger fry. This is about Magic Kingdom <laughs> and the sweets that they have to offer here tonight at the Christmas party. Um, this is the first version of this type of Christmas party. We're yeah. used to the Mickey's oh, yeah. like Very Merry Christmas Party. That's not this. What is this called? This is called Very, Very Merriest. Merriest. After Hours. After yes. hours. I was yes. like, it's a mashup. Yes. Yeah. It is. It's a tongue twister. It's like on Glee. It is. It is. Mr. Shu designed this. Yes. I hate myself for that reference. You can tear me apart in the comments. I love that you <laughs> reference that. My stars. <laughs> so yeah, awesome. we're at Sleepy Hollow right now. This is our first destination. We're going to let you know how it is. The first food item we got was the ginger apple funnel cake, which is gingerbread funnel cake topped with apple pie filling, vanilla ice cream, and a caramel drizzle, which is what's happening right now because somebody <laughs> turned the uh, stupid sprinklers on. I'm batting a thousand what at this event right now. Vanilla. Oh. I'm going to yes. go right across the middle. But I am, I'm serious right now. This thing has now sprayed me like five times. I feel so I'm going to take this bite, and then I'm going to get up and move. I wish I had an umbrella. I would. I would. I, offer it's it just to the you. sprinklers. It's the stupidest thing in the world. Yeah. Why sprinklers are spraying the gas area? But it's fine. It's all, about the plants. it's all good. It's all good. If it was a hot summer day, I wouldn't care. No. But it's a cool winter's night. I haven't had funnel cake in like forever. Honestly, I am of an elephant ear person. Oh. So in funnel cake where I'm from isn't drizzled in like that. It's like it's like a doughboy, like it's like a yeah. piece. Yeah. Oh. Same here. That's how they did them back. Really. <laughs> Such a modest bite. Thank you. Oh right. One. Super crispy. Super happy about that. Caramel apple. The pie filling super cold. I like that. The ice cream is good. I don't know that this tastes like gingerbread. Oh, that's the part I was most excited about. I think it just tastes like... Mm. What are you doing? I got it down the middle, but it was like still a little bit tech. I think it tastes like... I don't know. I don't know. I don't really? Know. I don't know. It, okay, so does it taste like a normal funnel cake? Yeah. You I just... Know. It's not giving me... It's not giving me... I, I could be wrong, though. I could be... I could be crazy. There is a flavor, like, okay. but it does, it's like what you just said. I think it just tastes like normal funnel cake. Somebody else try it. Okay, Jackie. Hmm. I was hoping that it had cinnamon ice cream because I don't remember when this was, but a few years ago, they had some kind of a churro that had cinnamon ice cream in the middle of it. And I was like, yeah, get some ice cream. Yeah. that is good. And that cinnamon ice cream was amazing. And I was like, I mean, this, uh, is, this isn't bad. It just doesn't, I don't know. I don't Tastes like ginger. I don't know though. You can tell me if I'm wrong. I just don't know. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. What does it taste like? It tastes like apple pie. Yeah. Okay. The cinnamon, mm -hmm. I get the cinnamon mm -hmm. and it tastes like and the, the funnel cake tastes like the like crust of an apple mm -hmm. pie. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. It's good. But I don't taste um there might be a hint of ginger. You know, they have to be really careful with ginger though, because ginger can get really spicy. Yeah. It's really good, though. 
Mm. Is it? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. good. Okay. I, I wouldn't say it's mm. bad. Okay. Girl, stop yeah. spraying me. It is so good. Mm. It is, yeah. I really like it. I mean, I didn't... Okay. I don't get a lot of ginger, though. Yeah, I think if I was going into a being like, oh, I'm so excited because it's gingerbread. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy. Gingerbread, gingerbread. Mm-hmm. I think I'd maybe be a little disappointed because mm. it's not... At least this one isn't. Just this one. We're also the beginning of the night, so I don't know. Maybe it's just like they're like, whoops. We gotta switch the back. All right. Here we go. I'm gonna... Ooh, I need to... A little ice cream. Mm. Am I crazy? I don't know. Uh, slight gingerbread. Not in-your-face gingerbread. Yeah. And I, and I would want it to be... Kind of in your face, gingerbread. Yeah. Personally, um, I will say something. The the apple pie filling, big chunks of apple. So yeah. it's not, you know, your run of the mill, get it at the like grocery store. Sliced kind of and thing. diced. No, it's I I get cinnamon, but I think the cinnamon is coming from the apple yeah. pie filling more than anything else. The caramel drizzle, I see it on there, but I don't know that it's making a huge impact. Mm-hmm. I would like to be, I would like that funnel cake to be more gingerbread yeah. forward. I'm with you, for like, sure. a, almost like the ginger, I wanted the ginger snack. Yeah. Like, I wanted that yeah, snack. Yeah, like, ugh, there yeah. it is. I mean, it's not, I'm all right with it. How much was it, Ryan? It was seven ninety nine. Okay. So, I feel like for, like, the portion of what you're oh getting, the big size of it, it's not, it's a pretty good, yeah. pretty good deal, I feel like, but, but yeah, a little bit. Not, not as holiday. If, if you had called this, if you had literally just called this an apple pie funnel cake, yes. I would have been like, perfect. This is great. Never even said gingerbread. Mm-hmm. We would have been fine. But yep. there was another item on the men- menu, which was this apple cider float that I asked the girl at the counter if this was for the event or if this was just here all during the day. She said it was for the event, even though it's not listed in the map or on the list of things. So this is five ninety nine. I don't know what's in it because I didn't know so i didn't take a picture of it but <laughs> i don't want this whole thing so i'm literally gonna be it's, like Whoa! okay now that you've gotten it gotten the pretty pictures yeah Ooh, i'm just watching that sprinkler right behind it's you and just I, I don't know what's gonna happen <laughs> we're in the rainforest all of a sudden that's coming down toward me yeah I think it's about to wreck us. No, it's going. It's going the it's other stopping. way. It's yeah, stopping. It's stopping. Because I'm about to have a fit. So it's stopping. I don't. Somebody, somebody else, somebody else, try this. Jackie, try it. Oh, sorry. There's a spoon. I didn't touch the spoon in my mouth. There's a straw. I'm gonna tell you. It doesn't really taste like apple cider to me. I mean, it's apple juice, I guess. But it's supposed to be an apple cider float. I don't know if I can get. That's just whipped cream. Is there ice? Is it ice cream? I think it's ice cream. Is it ice cream? Thick. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. There was definitely whipped cream too, though, because I saw them put the whipped cream on it. The ice cream is down in it. I think you're right. I taste the vanilla. Mm-hmm. Mm. How much is this one? This one was five ninety nine, I believe. Okay. That's really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's fine. I feel like it's not exciting. I would have just rather... I taste uh, a little bit of caramel. No. Okay. Taste some vanilla ice cream. But it's not going to have that fizz to it because it's apple cider, right? It wasn't sparkling apple cider. I don't really I don't taste think much it has apple, the cidery part of it. That's what I'm saying. I'm not... It's like the vanilla dilutes the apple cider flavor. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I feel like apple cider is a really strong concentrate of apple juice. Yeah. 
And so I feel like it has that stronger, like, cinnamony, concentrated level of, like, I don't know, of the apple essence in there. And this feels a little diluted. You know what it kind of reminds me of is the Gaston drink. Yeah, that's, yep. Yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah, LeFou. Like, it's yeah. like... Because it's really sweet. More yes. liquidy than that. Because yeah. LeFou's Brews is definitely like a chipped ice almost. Mm-hmm. So it feels a little... Honestly, LeFou's Brews is more apple than this. It is. Yeah. Very much yeah. so. Absolutely. Yeah. Got to get a little bit of everything in there. Yeah. An apple slice, some vanilla. Yeah. Try not to make a giant mess while I'm at it, but probably uh, it's okay if you do. fail. I think that's their goal when they make these giant ones. I actually like that quite a bit. Um, I agree with what you said, Rhino. If this was just apple pie funnel cake, I would be totally on board, but I don't really taste the gingerbread all that much. Um This reminds me a lot of the one that we got for the Halloween party. Because we got a funnel cake for that, too, that was, like, ice cream and, like, spooky-colored M&Ms on top. I would much prefer this over that, though. Um, Because that was just, like, pure sugar. And, I mean, a funnel cake here... I mean, funnel cake is pretty much just, like, pure sugar. But at the same time, you have that apple flavor, too, which I love apple pie. So, this is decent. I like that too. It reminds me of fall. Yeah, yeah. Which is weird because it's Christmas party, but I guess it's a Christmas party in November. November, yeah. And it's cold. Yeah. So it's like... Those warm fall flavors, yeah. I was was, um, surprised about them saying the apple cider was a Christmas party item too. Because, yeah, it seems like more like a fall thing, but... Yeah. Yeah. All right, so next up, I hit up the popcorn cart right there on Main Street by the castle because they, just like the Halloween party, have a uh, party-exclusive churro. Um, this is the Orange Bird churro. It's orange churros uh, with these little orange gummy candies on them and a, a marshmallow drizzle. So that sounds really interesting. I'm going to start with eating this gummy I just picked up, though. Pretty good gummy. And now, these were $7. And you get two of them. It's like that creamsicle flavor, which I guess is what you'd expect. But I'm really into it. I'm not sure what's so Christmas about an orange bird churro. I mean, this item specifically isn't Christmas at all to me. It, there's nothing Christmas about it. But is it good? Yeah. Is it better than my average churro? Also, yeah. So I'm pretty um, pretty happy with it. I really like the orange gummies. And I really like the cream school flavor, too. You, of course, in this event get complimentary snacks. Um, you go to the same cart here where I picked up this orange bird churro, as well as various other uh, snack stands around the park. You can get free Mickey bars, free fruit bars, free popcorn. Well, I say free. Complimentary with the price of your admission. And there's some fireworks going off. But here's one of the popcorn carts, and there's a line formed for people to pick up their complimentary popcorn. We don't need that right now. But here's a place you can get them. 
right by the Liberty Tree Tavern. Over in Adventureland now, you got the next popcorn cart. They're handing out uh, Mickey bars, Mickey ice cream sandwiches, fruit bars, and popcorn, and waters, and Cokes and Sprites. This is the one right by the Jungle Cruiser, should I say, because of the time of the year, the Jingle Cruise. And also, I'd like to point out, um, these are all the same exact stands that uh, we're handing out complimentary stuff at the Halloween party. We have two more items, and after that, we will have covered everything on the specialty food and beverage for this event. Uh, both these last two items can be found at the Golden Oak Outpost over here, right as you're leaving Adventureland and going into Frontierland. Um, as I was ordering these items, I was like, this booth kind of smells like Wendy's, like the fast food restaurant. And then I remembered, this booth used to like just exclusively serve McDonald's fries. So comment down below if you remember that, when the Golden Outpost used to just literally sell McDonald's fries. That was a long time ago at this point. But the last two items are the to be jolly float, which I have right here. Had to wait for the parade to mosey on by. Um, but yeah, so peppermint iced coffee blended with vanilla ice cream topped with whipped cream, peppermint sprinkles, and a chocolate mini bow. Um, that was $7. And then the other items, also at Golden Oak Outpost, was the gingerbread almond cake pop. That's gingerbread almond cake dipped in white chocolate, and that was $5. So, in total, um, four items listed here for uh, party items, but then you also have the apple cider drink that we got that isn't listed here. Um, and then we haven't got any of the free cookies yet, but there's just one cookie. It's not like a bunch of different cookies. It's just one snickerdoodle cookie that you can pick up in any of the locations, which we'll track down in a minute. Uh, but let's try this stuff, starting with the float. I love peppermint coffee. It's not overpowering peppermint. So, like, if you go to Starbucks and get a peppermint latte there, that's a very heavy peppermint. This is a very light. Like, you could barely even taste the peppermint, really. Um, put these, like, sprinkles on top. Little sprinkles on top for little candy canes. Um, and I don't really taste much peppermint there. It's very subtle, not overpowering at all. So even somebody who doesn't really love peppermint, this isn't this isn't harsh. I love peppermint, but this is like very little. Um, cake pop, really cute. Very. Uh, this is like your you know your Instagram item. I guess the the float is too. But I like the float. Shouldn't keep drinking it. I will be sick. Um, but very good. Another pop. Oh, there goes the bow. This is the most Christmas item that we've tried today. Um, this is this is actually Christmas. That cake is gingerbread. Straight up gingerbread. Oh, that's good. If you're looking for one of these items to feel like a Christmas treat, I would definitely give it to the cake pop. We've tried everything listed here at this point. The orange bird churro was great. I loved it a lot, but it was not Christmas at all. Um, the ginger apple funnel cake was more of like a fall item, I'd say. 
um, but still pretty good. But to Jolly Bee Float, definitely, um, definitely Christmas. But I personally would have liked a little bit more peppermint. This gingerbread cake pop is gingerbread. Like, <clears throat> look, <clears throat> look how fluffy it is. Nope, there goes a piece of chocolate. That's okay. I should not be eating this whole thing anyways. But the things I do for you guys to let you know what to get. And I'm letting you know to get this. All right, the last thing we need to check out is how to get these cookies. So you see these little candy cane blow-up things? That's your indication that it's a cookie retrieval point. So we're going to go retrieve our cookies. And so everything that you've seen us eat thus far, we have paid for and we have listed the prices. But uh, this is actually complimentary. Hello. Yes, thank you so much. Absolutely. Happy holidays. Really appreciate you. Happy holidays. We have our hot cocoa, which tastes um, comparable to Swiss Miss. You know, your your what you'd expect from hot cocoa. We have our Snickerdoodle uh, cookie here, which is the only cookie you can get as many times as you want, really, but it's the only one. And um, give me a minute while I open the wrapper. Very soft and very sweet. I cannot finish that though, um, nor the hot cocoa. Even though I shared a lot of the sweets uh, we got here tonight, I feel like once you get one item, whether it be the churro or the funnel cake, you're probably gonna feel a little sugared out. Um, definitely don't need to get all of them like we did, but for the sake of the video, we definitely wanted to try out everything. Um, if I were to come back here and were like, hey, I'm gonna pick one of these items that we had and I'm gonna get it, I'm gonna go with the cake pot. If I had to pick just one, I'm gonna go with the cake pot. That's gotta be the winner for me, not only because it's just like, you know, five bucks for a, a Christmas cake pop, but it's also definitely the most Christmas thing here. Um, orange bird churro was really good too, but not really something I'd expect for Christmas, something I'd more expect in like springtime, which I find strange. That like, I feel like they didn't purposely design the orange bird churro for this. And it just happened to end up here. But who knows? What do I know? What does any of us actually know? Probably nothing. But that was our review of the snacks that you can find at Disney Very Merriest After Hours happening at Magic Kingdom throughout the holiday season. And dates are selling out quickly. So if you're planning to come to Walt Disney World during the holiday season and you're interested in attending the After Hours event, I would get on it quickly. Uh, all of the cheapest dates already sold out. And yeah, days just continue selling out. And it's only getting more expensive up to, uh, I think, the, the most expensive ticket night is like $249, which is just plain absurd. But you know what? For some people who come in, for the 
for their Christmas vacation and they want to make the most out of it, I completely get it. I am not judging you at all for it. I probably would do the same thing. But we're not here to talk about just Christmas parties. We have to talk about more food and dining at Walt Disney World. And wow, we've made it to the point where we're getting to our featured dining review from Pete. And I believe he did do this one with members of the the uh i believe disney vacation club team i am trying to find that information in front of me very quickly here i know that he had plans to record dining shows while they were doing dvc shows as well as as well as moving to orlando shows i just don't remember which order they actually filmed them in not that it really matters at all but i just wanted to give you a little context before going in don't expect to hear you know myself Denny, Rhino, any of that group, I believe it is some of the DVC crew. And actually, I'm wrong. It's moving to Orlando crew now from what I'm seeing from it. So, <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm just going to stop at this point before I put my foot in my mouth anymore. But the topic for this Disney dining show is what is the best theme park dining at Walt Disney World? So let's take a listen. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Disney Dining Show. Finally, doing a Disney Dining Show from here in the studio. Uh, most of them have been done from uh, from on location, but we want to do some more of these in studio. And this week's show is actually being brought to you by MovingToOrlando.com, experts at helping you move to the Orlando area and live your Disney dream. Uh, in full disclosure, I am one of the owners of movingtoorlando.com, along with one of the other folks who's here at the table with us this week, realtor Sean Falk. Hey, everyone. And not an owner in Moving to Orlando, but a realtor with Moving to Orlando, Ms. Danielle George. Hi, guys. And of course, our producer in the back, who I always forget, Mr. Corey Fiescanaro. Welcome. So this week, um, we decided to talk about our favorite... Uh, restaurants in each of the Disney theme parks. So um, which park should we start with? What do you think? Probably Let's, magic, right? I think that's... Well, I think Epcot... Okay, we'll start with Magic Kingdom. We'll okay. start with Magic Kingdom. Um, and, you know, as I think about favorite sit-down, like a sit-down restaurant in the Magic Kingdom, I ain't got one. I ain't got one. My favorite restaurant, if I'm going to be in the Magic Kingdom and I'm going to do a sit-down meal, I'm taking the walk over to the Contemporary and doing Steakhouse 71 because that is the best restaurant right now on the monorail loop, uh, let alone uh, just in the in the Magic Kingdom. But as, as far as the sit-down restaurant is concerned, yeah, I'm not doing it in the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, I we we were talking about it right before the show, and um, we were saying it was right before Pete got in here. But um, I was like, honestly, I I'll, I picked one, but I would leave before I would you know actually pick any of these. I would happily go eat at the Grand Floridian, Grand Floridian Cafe, Steakhouse Seventy One. I personally, I still like Ohana. I would eat there, Kona Cafe. I would eat at. Like, I just think within a short distance, you can get to so many better options. Even taking the boat to Whispering Canyons over at Wilderness Lodge, but I did pick Jungle Skipper Canteen because that is the, uh, for me, that is the one that is acceptable of this. 
I do like the food. Like I've, I've always enjoyed it. I like that there's something, uh, eclectic at least where they have some different cultures around the world represented to, to a degree. Um, and it's always a fun atmosphere. The, the staff are kind of in character. So it's one of the more campy places that you can go. Yeah. I like that. And you know, but it, it really says a lot that Disney's flagship resort or flagship theme park. On the East Coast. Yeah. There really isn't a decent... I mean, I mean, what, what are we going to pick? Tony's? Tony's Town Square? <laughs> if you want your red sauce out of a can, you go to Tony's Town Square. Um, Crystal Palace. I mean, when it's a character... And I haven't I used been, to like it, yeah. When it was a character meal, you know, it was... You know, the characters kind of distracted from the fact that the food was mediocre. Now we don't have characters. I haven't been back since it reopened. I've been back to any of these since the park reopened. So this is based on pre-pandemic experiences. Um, yeah. so, so mine, actually, mine was breakfast at Be Our Guest. I will not go to really? Be Our What? You don't like the breakfast there? It's basically quick service at table service prices. Okay, Okay, I guess in a way, <laughs> you got me. But I just love the pastries that they offer to the table. Um, it's just the ambiance, too. I'd rather pay the $30 versus the 70 for lunch service or dinner service. I just like going there for breakfast, but they don't offer that anymore. Well, yeah, Be Our Guest, Be Our Guest is a cautionary, t- for me, is a cautionary tale in what Disney does with a successful restaurant. And if you go back, if we can go back and find the link to my original review mm-hmm. of Be Our Guest and yeah. put that in the show notes, yep. um, I said it then. I hope they leave this restaurant alone because it was so good when it opened. And then, you know, it was successful, it was popular, and they do what they do, which is they start raising the price and lowering the quality. They've now decided that that's a strategy, not just for their restaurants, but also for their entire resort operation but um we uh, uh I, I, that for me be our guest is really just an example of why people find disney overpriced yeah um, and i agree and i actually was back there uh, a couple weeks ago for a lunch service and what they do now is they just have the beast walking around in the castle while people are eating so it's almost like their version of a character dining um, I don't think that warrants the price increase at all, but <laughs> I just thought that was pretty interesting. They've had it that way for a while. Okay, first of all, their lunch is absolutely abhorrent. It's always <laughs> been the worst, the worst lunch. Like, I don't, I mean, it's just ba- like, it's like, oh, it's grilled cheese. And I'm like, how, how, like, how did you make this so bad? So for me, their lunch has always been like the worst, way worse than any quick service, whatever. Um, but <clears throat> for dinner, I'll never forget the first time I went there. They, uh, they sat us in the West Wing, which I find too dark in there, uh, especially at the dinner portion. Cause I wanted to be out in like the ballroom scene or second choice, but in the library, but they put us in the West Wing. It was, it was what it was, but like they just start this like grand music and they have all this like pomp and everything going on. And then like, it, like the master of this castle, the beast. And then he like walks in and throws his hands up and then just turns around and walks yeah. out. Like he didn't even, I was like, I don't, I like, I'm sure there's some famous something that does that from years ago, like some celebrity or something that just makes a guest appearance. Like, Hey, here I am. Yeah, so, it's so bizarre. It's like his little, uh, little, um, 
like the few seconds, like when Ryan Reynolds like pops up in a, a Seth Rogen movie or something where you're like, Oh, hi. Like, you know, that's a, you're a big name for this dinner that just didn't spend any time with us. Did you like, yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it was, that was always awkward. Yeah. The beasts, you know, cameo appearance. Cameo. Um, that's what it is. Yeah. But, um, all right, let's move over to, uh, animal kingdom. Tusker house, obviously. And I 1000% <laughs> right there with you. Um, even, even since, um, the reopening and the changes food is just phenomenal. What do you think? Oh uh, yeah. I mean, Tusker house would be my choice for sure. Um, I have always enjoyed Tusker house since the first time that I went. Um, I, their salmon is so good. Their desserts are really cool. Like I don't, D- Disney is always a, f- pretty much always a fail for me on the dessert side of things, but they have some really unique options there. A lot of coconut, a lot of berries, a lot of stuff that's just unique. And um, I, I love that buffet. I've not been to, uh, I think you guys did the family style. And yeah. so I haven't done that, but I was great. It's always been a fantastic restaurant, but I've not had Tiffin's and that's where I want See. to try that. So I think I'm a little skewed by not. Having yeah. I don't think there. we asked you fiasco for magic kingdom. What, Yours was. So Magic Kingdom, mine's is hands down, uh, Jungle Skipper Canteen. I do agree with what y'all are saying though, for, for Magic Kingdom being the flagship, uh, park, like they could use a lot more, uh, to step up their dining, especially with quick service. I feel like quick service at Magic Kingdom is especially basic in comparison to some of the stuff they've done over the, the recent years at the other parks, like in Pandora and at Galaxy's Edge. They could really step their game up at Magic Kingdom, but I love Jungle Skipper. Jungle Skipper is amazing. Um, but for Animal Kingdom, mine is Tiffin's. Uh, I think for most people, uh, Tusker House is the right answer. Um, but Tiffin's is just so good. I dismissed it for years. Uh, I went for the first time about two, a little less than two years ago. Um, first of all, the restaurant itself is incredible with theming. Uh, the whole story of the restaurant is during the Imagineers' uh, adventures to Africa and Asia to get a really authentic theming for the Animal Kingdom Park as a whole. Um, they like took all the coolest things they found in their journey and incorporated it into the restaurant that is Tiffin's. And like you can walk around and see all the things, and it says like, "Oh, this is you know uh, street signage from this place in Africa." And like if you ask the server, they'll get really in detail with you but then on top of that the food was so good it's expensive it's like their signature restaurant but it's it's worth it it's been a while since i've been there um and the last time last couple times i was there i was really underwhelmed with the food again when it first opened it was phenomenal yeah but now it may may have come back it does that does happen with a lot of these restaurants Mm. where it's very cyclical that it starts out really strong it goes downhill, new executive chef comes in, wants to put his or her mark on it, and they bring it back up again. We've seen this with Jico. We've seen this with any number of restaurants. Um, but for me, if I, if I can only choose one place to sit down and have a meal in Animal Kingdom, it's going to be, uh, it, it's going to be Tusker House. See, I feel like Animal Kingdom is just really good. With dining overall, um, like Tusker House being one of the best character, all you care to enjoy experiences you can possibly get. If you're looking for something a little bit more highbrow, you have Tiffins. And then if you're looking for quick service, you have Satuli Canteen, mm-hmm. you have Harambe Market. Like it just really 
hits the nail on the head for all those, anything you could really want in a day. They have definitely, definitely done a good job overall mm. with the dining options in Animal Kingdom. But for Tiffin's, like, because the complaint that I always got when I worked on the travel agency side of things was the portion sizes. Like people just, that was all uh, consistently was the feedback was the portion size is too small for the food or like for what you have to pay. Mm-hmm. Do you, like, do y'all find it's filling when you go or no? So, uh, I got the filet entree, uh, last time I ate there and I wasn't upset with the portion size. Again, the price is pretty expensive. I'm thinking like, I want to say 58, 60 bucks for the steak. Um, and then I do remember the appetizer being very not shareable. Uh, yeah. we got the octopus appetizer and it was just four of us and it like, oh, it God, really, why would you want to share it? Ooh. Yeah. No, I was, it was something new for me. But it wasn't very shareable, and maybe that was for the best because I don't love octopus. Unless it's, like, fried. It wasn't fried. It was just octopus. Oh, okay. Yeah. So very chewy. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So let's um, skip over to Hollywood Studios. And there's really only one answer. I mean, I know what it is. I just can't <laughs> say it because I don't – I've not eaten there. So. I know. Yeah, it's criminal. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm sure it's Hollywood Brown, Brown Derby. Derby. Yeah. The Hollywood Brown Derby. And And – First of all, it's consistently good. Okay. This one, I, I haven't found this particular restaurant to be cyclical like many of the other restaurants at Walt Disney World. I found this one to be consistent. And the fact that uh, there is, there was the, the original Hollywood Brown Derby was in Hollywood. It was a huge uh, attraction, a huge uh, staple for the who's who of Hollywood back in the 40s and the 50s. And they have really adopted that. Uh, uh, they, they, they're, they're very mindful of that legacy and they try and adhere to that legacy. Yeah. And like one of the things in those days that was a big deal that celebrities would have a phone brought to the table and would take phone calls like in the obviously days before cell phones. Um, and I don't know if they still do it, but they used to do it where you could have a phone brought to the table and you pick it up and you hear one of the characters. Um, (laughs) and so, but again, food quality. And then of course that grapefruit, that grapefruit cake uh, at dessert, that's their signature. It's ridiculous. Yeah, every, everyone's told me that I have to try the Cobb salad. They're yeah. like their Cobb salad's amazing. So it's on my list. I'm working my I'm working my way around trying every restaurant. It's just that's a tougher one to get. I mean, it really just isn't it is. super available. It's so, hard to get. Yeah. You gotta now at this point you gotta make a park reservation and get the dining reservation and yeah. plan out. Like it, it's become a, a lot more difficult even as a local person to mm-hmm. spontaneously go do it because it's like, well, if I can't get a reservation for that day because I'm blocked, I can't get, I can't use my dining. So, right. Yeah. I've never ate there either. <laughs> and I feel like Pete's going to judge me, but I said sci fi dining. Oh my God. <laughs> get out. Oh my gosh. Get no, out. Really, the two of you. Yeah. The two of I you. I really enjoy it. Like, it sucks eating with more than two people, though, because you're in the cars, right. so you can't even have a conversation with anybody. But I really liked the dessert, the sci-fi candy bar. Like, I am I just love desserts, so. See, their their turkey club is my favorite turkey club on property. God, they do it talking about this since I hired them. Yeah, they, do, they do it on this multi-grain <laughs> croissant. It's so good. But so my, my pick also was uh, Hollywood Brown Derby. Uh, but with the honorable mention to sci-fi because they're two different uh, categories. I don't know, for me. If there's going to be an 
Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, no, I, it's, I have to because so if I have family or friends in town who aren't huge Disney people and I want to impress them with look how good Disney food can be. During a Hollywood Studios day, we're going to Brown Derby because that's one of my. I'm going to take you to show. And if you, you how don't good. like them and you want to punish them no. passive aggressively, you take them to Sci-Fi Diner. Sci-Fi is Haley and I's comfort restaurant. It's one of our comfort restaurants. If it's just us, you know, we're, we're not trying to impress anybody and show people how good Disney food can be. We're going to go to Sci-Fi. But like my mom's in town with her husband, like, and we want to show them look how good the food can be. Yeah. We're, we're taking them to Hollywood Brown Derby. Now, if there's going to be an honorable mention at. Hollywood Studios. It's got to be 50s primetime. Yeah, and that was my pick. Yeah, mine is 50s primetime, just because I haven't eaten Brown Derby. And I know I would like Hollywood Brown Derby, but 50s primetime is currently what I like the most. Um, I, I just, I think their food, I, I haven't had a bad meal there. I enjoy the experience. I, I have gotten feedback from people that they don't love the the interaction with the, um, uh, you know, with the, the, they're rude to you. Yeah, that they're kind of rude to you yeah. as far as the service goes. They're not rude to you. They just kind of keep part you, of the show. They, they keep you in check. Like that's yeah. really like the- you're supposed to be in mom's kitchen. It's your cousins that are serving you. Yeah. So and and that part of their shtick is that they'll you know if you don't eat your vegetables they'll put you in the corner. Yeah. If they hear you using a a, a you know a bad word they'll put a sign around your neck that says potty mouth. Yeah. Um, it's it's a lot of fun. It's I, a lot of fun. I always relate it because I'm from Boston, Massachusetts. We we have Dick's Last Resort there. I know it's yeah. other place in the country too. We always went to Dick's and Faneuil Hall though. But the first time on the 50s at primetime, I was like, oh, it's just like Disney's Dick's Last Resort, and that's kind of what I compare it to. Yeah, we um we went to a Dick's Last Resort once with my grandma, and she was very shocked to <laughs> say the least. Um, actually, she's the one who picked it and just didn't realize what it was going to be. Yeah. So we just kind of let that happen. So um, but yeah, no, fifties prime time is a really, really, I think it's a fun experience. But I know everybody's super sensitive now, so like I could see where people would be like, oh, I don't like this, but I think I think it's really good. All right, so let's head over to Epcot. This was hard. This is the hardest one. <laughs> it is because you have so many mm-hmm. dining options at Epcot. Personally, for me, Chefs de France. Mm-hmm. Same. Um, it's Chefs de France. I, again, consistency. Um, it also, they do such a magnificent job of recreating that feel of being in a Parisian cafe and the food is just better than a lot of the Parisian cafes I've been to in Paris. Um, and I just, I, I, I think I've always had phenomenal service there. I always feel that the, uh, uh, the, the quality and the quality and price are very, very good. I'll give an honorable mention. I know this is going to come as a shock to people, but I'll give an honorable mention to um, uh, the UK. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. Rose and Crown's good. Rose and Crown. Um, because a lot of times when I would do, when I do a uh, candlelight processional dinner package with my mom, we go to Rose and Crown. We both really enjoy it. Um, but uh, for me personally, yeah, it's, uh, it's a fr- uh, Chefs de France. So what about you, Sean? Um, mine is, uh, first of all, I want to say give a nod to Epcot and as a whole, with the exception of the inside Mexico pavilion sit down restaurant. I pretty much think that any of the other sit down restaurants could be transported to 
Magic Kingdom and be the winning restaurant. Yeah. So I can't think maybe maybe Ocker Shoes. I, I don't I'm not, like, but there's a there pretty much any of those restaurants you could pull out of Epcot, put it somewhere else, and it would be very well regarded. And I will even make that argument for the quick service, the electric umbrella that used to be there. If that had not been in Epcot and it had been in Magic Kingdom, that would have been one of the most adored restaurants but that I, they would I, have. Had. I need someone so, one day to explain to me. Why they can do that mm-hmm. in Epcot, but then the Magic Kingdom is an absolute crap show. Yep. See, I have a theory. I can't confirm, but I mean, the, the way that it pieces together for me, and I know it's not going on like at the moment, but with um, the, the cultural development uh, program they got in Epcot, bringing people from those actual cultures in to work those actual countries, yeah. I think might have more uh, more carryover into the food and stuff than we Yeah, think. but I don't know that that's the case in the kitchen. Yeah, it's certainly the sure. case on the, on the serving floor, but I don't know that it's the case uh, in the kitchen. Um, it just seems like uh, food and beverage at Epcot. Whoever's running food and beverage at Epcot knows what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. Um, in my opinion. And that's, I mean, that's really one of the things like things get, um, ridiculed pretty hard, especially electric umbrella. It always did, but I'm, I'm telling you like the three cheese pizza they had significantly better than Pinocchio's, whatever. Oh, I bet. Village house. Like so any bad. of the other pizza, pl- like, like any, any item that you would have got an electric umbrella was a better quick service than any other quick serve. 90% of other quick services in the other parks. It was in the wrong park. Like people, so people ridiculed electric umbrella as why would you go there? Which I get compared to the other things. But if it were somewhere else, people would have just fallen all over themselves that it was closing. But um, so I picked Takumite. Um, that's my favorite restaurant at Epcot. Most people probably have not even gotten to try it because yeah. it's been closed forever. Um, that is going to be the signature restaurant in the Japan pavilion. Um, it is that was amazing. so good. And you can get Wagyu. You can get, it's expensive. Like, and not even like, Oh, we're saying like, other places are expensive. This is like a step above that. As far as the expense, you're, you're easily clearing $150, $200 a person at this meal. If you're going to get the steaks and stuff, but except the desserts, everything was phenomenal there. Everything is consistently good there. And I love the decor inside. It's supposed to be like the five Japanese elements, which. I guess we don't have the same elements. I don't know. Cause like one of them's paper. So it's like paper, wood, water. And I'm like, so I'm not sure where the, the things come from with this, but, um, so you're kind of set in a room that fits like whatever the, um, the theme is, but it's just never busy in there. I always feel so bad. I'm like, I want them to reopen this. Like I, uh, I'm going to be so upset if they don't bring it back. Um, cause I just don't think it even got the chance to get its legs under it. Yeah. It was a shame. It was a shame. Um, mine is Teppanito, also in the Japan Pavilion. It is one of the best restaurants I've had. It's honestly like just a regular hibachi restaurant, but the ginger sauce that they had yes. for the dipping and what they had on the salad, I was, I'm a yum yum fan sauce. Or, <clears throat> sorry. I'm a fan of yum yum sauce. I asked for like double. I was like, no, no, no. I double need that ginger. ginger. Yes. I, it was so good. I, I don't even. I have no idea what yum yum sauce is. It's, it's the, the white. It's stuff. the white sauce. Yeah. with yes. Japanese food. I use it on everything, like my pizza, chicken, steak. It's kind of obnoxious, but okay, it's my favorite dipping sauce. 
So this one was incredibly difficult for me. I considered Tepanetto. I also considered Via Napoli. Um, that was almost where I was leaning to, but I got off of it because throw I was something. like, you know, I'm going to throw something at you. Well, yeah, I, because I don't want to get anything thrown at me, but also because like going there, I, I would pick it because the pizza is my favorite, but the service is always wicked slow just by the nature of how they operate. And they'll even tell you. If you try to order pizza and someone else tries to order a pasta, they're like, it's coming out of different kitchens, so it might come out at different times. It will come out at different times. So for that, I can't give it the crown. Chefs de France got the crown for me. Um, but this was a hard one. There's so much good dining. But also, but- I think we should also uh, give an honorable mention to Garden Grill. Um, for sure. Breakfast especially. Breakfast especially at Garden Grill. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, consistency. Consistency. I think my last two or three reviews there have been you know relatively positive um but i so they definitely get a uh, an honorable mention so there you have it those are our picks for our favorite table service restaurants at the walt disney world theme parks and i hope you enjoyed it and we'll see you again next time with another episode of the disney dining show have a great week folks For everyone out there who has been listening to the Disney Dining Show since the beginning of its start, that should have felt very familiar, uh, being back in the studio and having a show done like that and not just reviews in the field. So uh, look forward to more. It's going to start happening regularly. I don't know if it's going to be uh, one every single week or you know, we're just going to try to fill in as many as possible, usually on, on Fridays over on our YouTube channel or as always, if we have them, they will be a part of the recaps that we have here. Unless I get, you know, enough people saying, Hey, maybe break those off by themselves. And, and instead of having those be a part of it, release those as separate and then release the reviews separately. So that way, you know, kind of keep it as reviews and then as in studio stuff. So I don't, I don't know. Give me feedback on that. And, You know, a great way to give me feedback on all of that is by going to Apple Podcasts and leaving a review, uh, preferably a five-star review if possible. We actually have a couple new reviews uh, from some awesome people out there, including MTTWLBRN saying, Thanks for this podcast. It's super helpful in terms of prep around dining, and it's funny, too. Please cover as much as the 50th anniversary food and upcoming holiday food as you can, please. I promise you, we will. We have a long way to go, but we're going to get through it all. Then from Chris G. from DVC saying, No doubt this is the best Disney dining show. Craig and the entire team clearly work hard to get real world on real world on the spot reviews they give us a strong idea of what to expect in each review they balance a great mixture of all types of dining experiences and all of the team members at the diz are really good at what they do keep up the great work i would recommend everyone check out their other channels and all these videos on youtube as well thank you so much for the awesome review Uh, you wrote it a lot better than i'm able to even read it but uh read it did i say that right or am i just hearing words wrong now at this point Oh, gosh, I I hate when I start doing this, but uh, thank you so much for the very awesome review and the recommendation for everyone out there. And uh, I really appreciate it. And then finally, from Runty Laura saying, I enjoy the honest reviews of entrees, snacks, desserts and drinks. Very entertaining cast as well. And thank you very much. And again, if you want a shout out on the show, please head over 
to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star rating and review. And that's where you can also tell me, too, how you feel about the show. If I need to make any changes, don't feel pressure to leave a five-star review. It just makes me a lot happier than uh, some of those lower-star reviews out there. But if you want to, uh, if you want to make sure you get the most recent episode of the Disney Dining Show, regardless of where you listen to podcasts, just make sure you subscribe, whether it's Spotify, Stitcher, Google, any platform out there you listen to podcasts. Make sure you are subscribed so you always get the latest episode. And if you want to support us even more, you can always book a trip through Dreams Unlimited Travel. Get a free no obligation quote today at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. But that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Disney Dining Show. It feels like deja vu, especially since I just heard Pete saying that in his show that he was doing. So now it's a show within a show. So that's going to confuse me. So I'm going to get stuck saying it again. But that's it for this week's uh, podcast about Disney Dining, also known as the Disney Dining Show. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. I'll see you again real soon with another episode of the Disney Dining Show. Take care. Bye-bye. Stay hungry.